Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, a.k.a. Alf954. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. You can find all of our content at fivereasonssports.com. This episode, though, is a little bit different than what we typically do here. You can also hear us on Dash Radio, of course, from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern on the Nothing But Net channel. Typically, this is an all-basketball show, which is hosted by myself, Alphonse Sidney, Alex Toledo, and Greg Sylvander, and other guests. But we have another podcast in our network called Light-Skinned Opinions that's been going for more than a year at this point, and it's one of the most intelligent podcasts in our network, and I would say um, one of the most intelligent podcasts you'll hear. And I felt it was important, this is Ethan Skolnick, um, to turn over our feed on YouTube, our YouTube channel, and our Floors Yours Thursday night platform to Light Skinned Opinions um, and allow them to address what's going on here in the NBA and with social justice and the decisions that were made uh, by the Milwaukee Bucks not to play, other teams not to play, um, and of course the decision that was then made by the players in meetings to play and the playoffs will be uh, continuing going into the weekend uh, with the Miami Heat likely to play if Milwaukee finishes its series uh, likely to play on Tuesday in their next round. But anyway, I felt that it was important to allow light skinned opinions to have the floor here. Um, I think you get more value out of what they say than what I would say. And so that's what we decided to do. So what you're about to hear on our feed here on five on the floor is an episode of light skinned opinions that's part of Floors Yours on our YouTube channel. You can find Light Skin Opinions uh, by searching any of your podcast providers. Um, they put out an episode every week or every other week. Before we do that, a word from one of our sponsors and then the episode. I want to introduce you to another of the great new sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and it is a sponsor that would be important in any time if you want to have a beautiful workspace, but it's especially important now when you need a safe one as well, and that's safecubbies.com, which offers modular office solutions designed to elevate your open office into a modern and safe environment at any budget. You can personalize your workspace with options like whiteboards, magnetic panels, acrylic sheets, and graphic branding. Most most of the surfaces are non-porous for easy cleaning and can be removed or replaced within minutes. Now, this is for workplaces. They've got a bunch of different options on their professional series, but also they've got private room solutions, dividers and sneeze guards, and they have a classroom series as well. So if you're involved with a school, this is definitely something your school should check out, of course, if we have school in the fall. And that's the point here. We are entering a new normal period with COVID-19, safecubbies.com, which is locally owned is the place that you want to go. The phone number is 754-216-1071. Again, that's 754-216-1071 or safecubbies.com. What up? 
This is Parrish, the Dark Skin Producer, and I'm here to talk to you for a minute about manscaping. Now, I know what you're thinking. Why in the hell would I want to talk to you about manscaping? And the answer is, you don't. And I don't really want to talk about it with you either, but I got something to say, so just relax for a second and let me drop some game on you. Now, if you do manscape or are thinking about manscaping, you've got to check out Manscaped products. At Manscaped, they obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. And with products like the Weed Whacker, the Lawnmower 2.0 or 3.0, you can keep your crops maintained and looking good all year round. Check out Manscaped.com and use the special code 5RSN for discounts on all your purchases. That code again is 5RSN. Manscaped.com. They got the tools for your jewels. Yo, stop back in light skin. Welcome everyone to the, um, am I allowed to say this? Sure. Okay. The Light Skinned Opinion Podcast with your host, author, and culture commentator, Chris Maddox. Blogger and overall asshole, Alf954. And there's no way I'm saying this. It's offensive. Sure this is okay? Fine. And our dark-skinned producer, Parrish Thompson. What do we have today, boys? I mean, guys. Guys. Not boys, because... Yo, welcome to the Light Skin Opinions Podcast. That boy with that fresh uh, manual reverb in this place. What's going on? I am your host, Christopher Maddox. Across the screen from me digitally, I got my good friend at Alpha 954. And we are the hosts of the Light Skin Opinions Podcast. We taking over this thing for the night because... uh, yeah, real quick. Uh, that's a vibe that's taking over the country. You're going to mess up my poetry, cuz. Go ahead. My bad. We're, real quick, this is normally a time for uh, five on the floor, which is uh, floor's yours. We do this every Thursday night at 8 o'clock. We uh, welcome comments, opinions, and questions from the audience. Uh, we love you guys. I'm one of the hosts of Five on the Floor. Really appreciate y'all. But right now, uh, NBA's boycotting. There's violence and there's protests and there's riots in the street another black man just got shot seven times in his back so it feels like a lot of the things that we've been we were talking about a few weeks ago nothing has changed so we felt that in the spirit of the times and the movement the best thing to do right now was shift the focus from basketball analysis to what's really going on right now and we wanted to have black voices um out here tonight talking to you guys about basketball about sports about social justice about what's going on in america so that's what we did that's why light skin opinions has taken over this feed tonight um with the blessing of mr ethan j skolnick just because listen it's bigger than basketball right now and we are going to focus on the nba right chris we are because um you have to focus on the nba you focus on the front runner you know you focus on the pioneer Nobody cares about the guy at the end of the wagon train. You see me? We want to know who the guy is in the front. And um, ever since this issue began to, like, permeate the country and everything that's going on, the NBA has been at the front of it. And sometimes, you know, everything else going on with it, 
I want to acknowledge this first about the NBA and then we can get in because we might end up having to trash them. We see right now how big a risk it was for them to go all in with the players in the first place. And I say that meaning how big a risk it was for them because now they're in a place where there is no more room for performative acts of support. There's no more room for names on jerseys. Now you really got to put something behind what you're doing. So this could really cost the NBA something, but nothing that's worth anything is free. You see me? So I, I want them to pay that cost. I hope Adam Silver and all of them are willing to go through the gauntlet and actually, you know what I'm saying? Cause they're going to take a hit already. As we come on, I was, uh, I was just reading. Um, and this is just tells you why the players feel the way they feel a little bit. Did you guys see Jared Kushner's condescending, mm-hmm. um, the whole, the, his whole response to it. And then Mike Pence's chief of staff, you know, absurd, silly. And when I think about it, I'm like, they are basically saying, you don't, you don't matter, <laughs> which is what the entire debate is about. Mike Pence's chief of staff, Jared Kushner, Jared Kushner dismisses. But tell, us, t- tell us what Mike Pence's chief of staff said. Cause I missed this one. Oh, this just happened. So they ask him about it. And um, the guy says that he believes the protests are absurd and they're silly. And uh, he closes his comments. I'm paraphrasing here by saying that we don't really care um, if they don't play or or not. Basically saying they have no weight. They have no collateral. So it doesn't rise. They have no value. There you go. We all understand similes, right? We all can make inferences. And so that that right, I read that right before we came on, you know, and I'm like, you see, this is this is the tie that that they are pushing against. So the NBA, I say all that to set this statement up. The NBA needs anybody who's listening to this, anyone who supports to help push against that tide because it's building and it's building with uh, while the president is has a platform to go in front of the nation every night and talk his shit. You know, and so they're going to need a lot of help to stem to to bust through that. Well, Chris, one of the things this is where I kind of want to I want to start on um, the the idea that these players boycotted. And first, let's talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. Milwaukee's in Wisconsin, so is Kenosha. Right? This yeah. hit close to home for them. For them, they had a player a few years ago, a couple of years ago, that was actually assaulted by police officers. This is a, this is a, a an issue that hit home for them personally, right? And George Hill was one of the players who it took some convincing to come into the bubble in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Okay, so. The players had their reservations about coming to the bubble in the first place. How was this going to change anything? And then they were convinced by the LeBron Jameses, the Chris Pauls, and not not to say anything bad about them, that, listen, we can use this platform for change. Now they get in there. They put Black Lives Matters on the court. They put stuff on their back, say their names, education reform, which I'm not sure what that one was. Uh, the white guys put a lot of equality on their back. <laughs> like Everybody was out here about this movement. And then they're, they're, they're thinking they're making a change, and boom, look, this shit happens again. We've changed nothing, right? But I got to say, only a fool, <clears throat> NBA included. That's why I started out by saying that. Only a fool would have thought that you could do that and it would be enough. Okay. I think some of us were already waiting. We knew that there was going to be another shooting. There always exactly. is. 
So, and so that's what I'm saying. Now you got to go ahead and get your ass in the game. You dig? So this performative stuff that you were talking about before, and that's why a lot of times, like, I laugh at people like, oh, look who kneeled, look who didn't. None of this stuff actually really matters, right, until you start hitting people in their pockets. So now this thing happens with uh, Jacob Blake in Minnesota, shot seven times in his back, supposedly reaching for a knife, a knife, <laughs> against three police officers and they had to shoot him they had to try to kill this man and ended up paralyzed well over we a have, knife we have to acknowledge that apparently police officers are the most are some police officers are the most cowardly of lions my dude bro bulletproof vests Batman utility belt. Yes, yes. <laughs> Robocop all, boots. <laughs> all kinds of sprays and mace and all this shades. stuff. Bro, <laughs> I've, like, been, oh, I've been attacked. I've been attacked with a knife. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, it, you it, have lived a life. You've this shit happens. I remember, I remember some guy was trying to attack my brother with a knife, and he was like, tell the pussy to put his knife away. And the dude put the knife away. <laughs> like, listen, hey, Parrish, Parrish, how much yeah. gravy do you think would have leaked onto the floor? Oh, come on. Alf and a knife. We're trying to be serious. We're trying to be serious. <laughs> this is still a light skin opinion. Go ahead. <laughs> but, um, but so what I'm trying to say is so <clears throat> now they see this shit happen. Now, what I need everybody to understand is stop holding these young men to this, to this, uh, to this standard that you don't hold nobody else to. You don't hold your politicians to it. So a lot of things that I even did, it. I said it on Twitter when I was like, if they're going to protest, I hope they have an end game in sight, right? I hope they have an end game in sight. I hope they have, I hope they have a list of demands. I hope they've organized. We are holding them to a standard that congressmen are not held to. Right. There's a whole bunch of congressmen who are out here, black, white, Democrat, Republican, talking about Black Lives Matter that don't have a platform to address the issues that we are complaining about. But you want Giannis Antetokounmpo to have a platform (laughs) before he sits down. You know what? Can we just can we put it like this? Those young black men were angry. And you know what they did? They didn't want to dance for you that night. No, and that's plain that's, and simple. Let's call, me, no, let's, let's call it as it is. They did not want to dance for you on Wednesday night. They were mad. And you know what? It ain't about what their platform is. It's not about what change is going to come from it. They want to dance for your monkey asses that <laughs> night. They wanted to sit back and they wanted to talk to the attorney general of Wisconsin and ask what the hell y'all going to do for us. And that was it. Like, stop that's putting it. stop putting more weight on the boycott. You know what I'm saying? And yes, and I, because I, I 850% agree with you, because at that point nobody can't tell me nothing. When what, when what my job is 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 essentially tap dancing is is entertaining. You know, this is not an essential service. You dig what I'm saying? And I, I that's one of the parts that I appreciate about it. But I love that this happened. I think it had to happen. Because it's always going to be hard. I started this off with that that metaphor about being a pioneer. The NBA for the L.A. Lakers, the Clippers, to say we just out the playoffs off the top. Do you know how much that costs LeBron personally, legacy-wise, dynasty-wise? Mm-hmm. If LeBron doesn't get a championship this year, now he got extended to his 18th year. The chances of him winning his age, I mean, come on. If He's basically saying, you know, I will sacrifice a piece of my legacy so that I can 
so that I can make a point, make a statement. And people sometimes say, well, what does that mean? Like, it's not like the NBA has the power to do anything, but people act like they don't understand how dominoes work. And you Mm -hmm. see what has happened in professional sports in the United States of America when the NBA took that first step. Now you say, well, how is that going to, how is that going to help anything? Donald Trump is on the national stage probably right now. Not yet, because he likes to get on late. You know, he got to eat burgers. <laughs> but he's about to say economy, 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 economy. Sports in all of its forms and all of its mediums produces so much money for the economy and everybody involved. You hit the pockets of certain individuals. Now you start to see things happen. What the NBA players need to ask for is, look, owners, all y'all big money dudes who move in those circles. Now we need you to join this fight in terms of helping us pull strings, helping us get the ears of these people, because we're not looking for a fix that's going to happen in by the time we get to the end of this year. What we're looking for is something that you can now insert yourself into and move and develop and grow into the same way that we did with everything else. Jackie Robinson goes from, you know, entering um, professional baseball and now the the black man, the plight of the black man is worth enough that Major League Baseball teams have to postpone games in that small amount of time. So we need that same approach in the political avenue if what I'm saying is making any sense. What? To pioneer into it, which is what some of these players are doing, and then grow and develop and spread enough until the but weight that we told. What what I'm and and listen, I know sometimes the thing with Rosa Parks gets misconstrued as she was just tired and oh she knew. Listen, that was an organized protest. But there are times where organized. people just there there are times where people just get fed up and a, and and a revolution or a a a uh, protest or something jumps off from a, a just people being tired, right? Mm-hmm. So if the Milwaukee Bucks were just tired of what they were saying and they didn't want to go play basketball for y'all. Stop asking these young black men to solve the problems. Like that was my thing with Jared Kushner. Oh, if LeBron doesn't want to play, come, come, come to the table with some substantive change. That's y'all job. <laughs> LeBron James is a basketball player. It's mm. y'all job to change shit. Why? But that's do- a, this is what I'm saying because by saying that, what you're saying is, is that you don't measure up enough to come talk to me. That's why I started off by saying that condescending nature is what is the tide that this protest is stemming against. They're going to play basketball again, right? This pause in the economy, this pause in the momentum of what they thought was progress is, is, is maybe not enough, but it is a start. And if it continues to happen in different parts, now you see the NHL who basically brushed it off. Now they're having to come in because you look away. Now what I'm unclear about is, and this is where I need a little help from maybe y'all and y'all opinions. What are people, what are these companies really worried about? If Donald Trump is in such a position, you know, where he has this megaphone, yet the NBA and all of these people who have these vast demographic of fans are willing to concede some things, does that mean the country is willing to concede some things? You understand what I'm asking? If the NBA is willing to give a little bit, the NFL, does that like stand in and then say, well, maybe the country is overall is moving in that direction? When when you look, when they poll this stuff, right? When they poll, do Black Lives Matter? When they poll, do we need police reform? It is an over, it's a majority of Americans, black, white, brown, whatever have you, agree with this. Because listen, what we got to remember, it's not just black people or brown people that are unhappy with policing. 
a lot of people out there are unhappy with policing, unhappy with um, uh, for-profit prisons and the entire criminal justice system as a whole. We are disproportionately affected by it, but we're not the only people that don't like what's happening. Mm-hmm. So the what happens is something happens, and like there's a guy in the in the chat right now, some guy named Aiden. Adolf, whatever his name is, um, he's trying to sit there and paint the picture of this dangerous black man running to his car for a knife, right? So what happens is even if you don't like police, like I know people right now who I've grown up my whole life who be like, F the police. They mm. they sell weed, smoke weed, <laughs> do all kinds of drugs, drive, drive drunk all day, every day of the week. But the second a black man gets shot, why did he resist? Bro, I seen you cuss out cops all the time. I've seen you coked up on the corner in Tallahassee at FSU <laughs> on the street. I've seen you, bro. But now it's like, oh, you know, uh, why are they resisting? Why can't I'm you not. just listen to the cops? Bro, I seen you. I grew up with you. But now at when so that's the pro that's what it mm-hmm. is. It's like they they shift the whole conversation from policing in this country is 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 messed up it needs mm-hmm. reform and they make it a racial issue and now we're on separate sides of the same coin so th- th- that's the th- that's one of the biggest issues with this is they'll find a reason like this guy aiden in the in, in the comments why did why would they should have shot him he was defending himself defending mm-hmm. himself but these are also times in the back like this <laughs> but these are also the up same close, people. that's defending yourself in the back in the back cuz while pulling while pulling the t-shirt while pulling get the t-shirt. a get some better training but these are the same people then who find all type of ways to justify all of the crazy stuff that Trump has done. My dude Aiden can also possibly justify some type of morality and paying off porn stars and strippers. <laughs> he probably can also find some type He's of born again. He's yeah, born again. some type of explanatory um, morality for why Jerry Falwell Jr., who's a big time Trump supporter, is having cuckold relationships. Like we all we all haven't wanted to see our wife. <laughs> you know you what I'm saying? These are the same with a, with a pool boy. I mean, come on, you know, you're so, you, go, you watch Pornhub. But this this comes to my next point, though, and this is where um, sometimes I lose people. What I learned in that 2016 election, when Hillary Clinton miraculously loses, um, thanks to the Electoral College, what I learned then is that people talk a lot of stuff and they don't really mean it. You can't trust polls. You can't. You can't you can't trust what people are saying in interviews because when people get in the privacy of that ballot box, sometimes they vote exactly what their heart is. And we saw that in 2016, right? So I don't trust any of that. And when people do all that flip-flopping and this, that, and the other, Jerry Jones was one of them. Remember Jerry Jones kneeled? We ain't heard from Jerry Jones since, you know. Um, all of these guys are willing to do just enough visually because they know when it comes down to it, there's nothing that's really going to hold them accountable. And so what the NBA players are doing is an, is a is a chance to try and establish some agency to say, look, I do have some control over this. And they have a lot more than they think, a lot more than they think. I heard them talking about it on one of the shows today. If the NFL players followed this same model, like, could you imagine? the? I think, the, I think they will, by the way. You really do? I mean, some NFL teams didn't practice uh, today. I saw that not practicing, but the practice. NFL is a whole nother. No, I'm about to do the Allen Iverson pra- practice. Yo, did y'all see uh, the Troy Vincent joint with Troy Vincent talking about, you know, how, how he was affected by, you know, everything that happened with Jacob Blake. 
And Troy Vincent has a very powerful voice in the NFL, but his voice, what he, the reason why he was crying and one of the undertones was that despite all my emotion and all my ability, I can't get nothing done here. And that's really the, the, the thing that at some point you have to say, all right, I'm just not doing it. My, I, I didn't go into work today. And as a form of like now, and people's like, well, what that got to do with you? But it was more of a like a symbolic metaphorical thing for myself to say, hey, look, I do have some agency somewhat to say that if I disagree with the way things are happening in this world, the one little piece of something I can control is how I dish out my services. You well, know, I mean, what I'm I think that's, that's what a protest is in general. I think, you know, part of the problem with what got lost in the, the whole Kaepernick thing is because, you know, they were like people got upset about the way, you know, the owners didn't let them protest. People aren't gonna let you protest. You gotta just yeah. protest. You, you gotta know, just protest. You still right. You gotta, you know. So I think the NBA players doing this, it it signifies that it's okay if we walk out. We can walk out and we'll stand together. Um, I think that's the why root of protest didn't didn't play yesterday, and I think that's why NFL players are ultimately they they've been looking for a reason to act up anyway. <laughs> they've been so, been looking. So I think this and a lot of them. Let me say this though, because we talking about holding folks accountable. Accountable. A lot of the dudes in the NFL, they say it's not. Um, it's not about. I forget what it is. It's not equal. Um, it's not like what you give, but it's like what it costs. You know, the NFL guys. It's going to cost them a lot more than the NFL mm-hmm. dudes. But no sometimes contracts. Yeah. On the sacrifice. Exactly. And, and that was the problem with the Kaepernick protest. Nobody was willing to stand behind. Nobody Kaepernick. was willing to sacrifice. So when I'm looking around now, so that brings me back to Braun. Braun says I'm opting out the playoffs. That's Braun sacrificing a lot. And the the two like seeds that grow protests are civil disobedience and sacrifice. That when we we just watched all these um these great eulogies um for a man who willingly uh good got in good trouble as a means to sacrifice his freedom temporarily in various jail cells for the purposes of civil disobedience. Uh as part of a grander protest, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it has to be. So if the NFL is going to move that way, they're going to have to say, man, we got to be really willing to but Chris, know, to take one, a loss here. Chris, one of the things I'm tired of is black men and black women continuously having to be the ones to make sacrifices, right? But that, that's the lot. And I that's what I know. That, but listen, man, and, and this... This is where I'm tired at this point. You know what I mean? I'm just, I'm exhausted. As a black man, I'm exhausted. Like having to keep seeing the, these young brothers and sisters, like the the, the players sit out. talk about it. Hold on, I'm sorry, I'll let you go. Sisters is important too. Thank you. W- Let's talk about the WNBA. The WNBA, the WNBA auto. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Rillis and Trillis, um, those women are... are are admirable you know what Maya i'm saying Moore. Maya Moore, if we, if, oh my gosh if we want to say the nfl has a tough road to hoe in terms of sacrifice being a professional woman's basketball player in the united states of america is already tenuous yes. you already got like three teams you play for and you're you traveling it. all around the world to hoop 
to make the money that you want to make. So to be willing to risk that, you know, for us, you know, come on now, they deserve but, all but type what, of accommodations. But what 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 I was getting at is like you have these people out here, and you have and and frankly, white sports writers sitting here talking about, well, then what was the point of this? How about you stop worrying about what the point of it is, what we doing? What are you doing <laughs> with all your white privilege? Stop worrying about like what? Stop worrying about a young bunch of young black men being upset and wanting to just. Like I said before, not dance for y'all for a night or two and take some time off to breathe and and re and because what happened is they had to contemplate what are we doing? Why are we doing? doing this? And you know what? And and we the reporting from Ethan Skolnick and other people is that Udonis Haslam stepped up, other people stepped up in those meetings and said, We came out here for a reason. We sacrificed time with our family, we entered this bubble. You know what I'm saying? We shut ourselves off from the outside world. Let's finish what we started. Now, I, whether they want to leave and never play again or they decide to play again, I don't I don't fault them for either one. And I definitely don't fault them for saying, you know what? We ain't we ain't doing it today. Come <laughs> holler at us on Saturday because we mad at y'all right now. Don't mm -hmm. we oh, yeah, don't talk to us. Don't talk to us. We we going back to the room. Like, don't talk to us for a few days. I low key would, I would rather they said. I would rather they said bump it and, and just shut the whole they, season off. If they, if they shut the playoffs down, that would speak. Yeah, man. Way That's more what I'm talking about. But see, That's here's the problem. problem. You shut the playoffs down, and this this is where I'm. I start to think of this why do why do these men have to keep sacrificing? Right? You shut the you. We have to think in terms of long term ramifications for the salary cap and what's going to happen to man, black. Bump well, that no, listen. No, 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 listen, listen. No, I got an answer to that. Go ahead and finish your Listen, thing. we're Go talking ahead. about black wealth going forward, right? Yeah. But yeah. you have these black men who are going to sacrifice their money for years to come. And they're no. the ones that have to... No, listen, Chris. Why do they Chris. have to keep sacrificing their money? Like, mm. what they need to do is say... And listen, I'm not saying what they need or what not to do. Because, <laughs> listen, it's hard for everybody. I'm about to say what they need But what do, I would Chris. love for them to do is say, hey, listen, y'all want us to keep playing? This is what you guys need to do. Mm -hmm. This is the amount of money that you need to, uh, you know, LeBron's uh, vote, uh, the, his vote campaign. You yeah. need to, you need to donate four hundred million to this. You need to like hold, put their money on. Stop putting your own money and livelihood on the line. Put their money and livelihood on the line because on. you hold the Look, power. Can I, all right, can I respond? Go ahead. One of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is: "Necessity is the mother of invention. Necessity is the mother of innovation." Shut it down, fellas. And here's why I say that. There's way you do not have to. We've been talking this whole time about all of this. And you are funny when I'm going to come for you too, Alpha, and I think about it now. Because you're a big-time progressive guy, right? Shut the system down. Rebuild it. Oh, but don't touch my sports, though. Just work with no. the sports. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, let me finish. See, no, 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 no. You're not, first of all, you're no, not going to mischaracterize me about me caring about sports. Don't Go mischaracterize ahead. me about me. Go ahead. Mischaracterize me about... I, what I'm worried about is their wealth going forward, and I'm worried about these young black men that. who are they're, they're who are building who are building that's generational wealth, and they, that's what I'm worried. about. Generational wealth does not have to come through the system. Is my point. Go ahead, my bad, my bad. I'm just saying them losing money. Yes, they would ultimately lose a little bit of money, but it's still not the machine that they would shut the machine down. 
You know, you're talking about ESPN losing money. You're talking about all sorts of net. You're talking about a lot of people losing money. But that's what here's so can I get to it? One of the first things I did for the Five Region Sports Network, I went down there and I covered Cube's big three thing. I came on the show and I talked about it. Here you go, you throw your rolling eyes, but here's the point that I'm making. Here's the point I'm making. Hold on. The players have the power. They're there, there, you can shut it down. And if we're worried so much about, oh my gosh, if we shut it down, the collective bargaining agreement, boom, boom, boom. What I said to the mother of invention, therefore, we would need other places to play. What the players need to do, they got enough money, a whole lot of them. Invest in your own shit. You see The Rock just bought the XFL. We look at that and we laugh. The Rock bought the XFL. The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, has purchased an alternative boo-boo baby JV NFL. And we could say, hey, hold on. And we could yeah, say, oh, it's boo-boo. But hold on, hold on. We could say, oh, it's this and all is that. But you started it off by saying generational wealth ours generationally if you worried about what's going on with lebron james family right now who worried about that but what if lebron james bought a team within the xfl you're talking about generational wealth that's what i'm talking about so we can't be all progressive with ho 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 and then when we go to the players we like okay let's just push and let's just you know no you be willing to say sacrifice it we got enough peeps me drake puffy jigger we got enough bread between us to put together an 18 traveling whatever whatever okay see here's here's my problem 2020 do your thing here's my problem you talking about eight teams and you're talking about yeah. the LeBrons and I'm the Paul the George and the Kawhi right. Leonard's and all the now there's a lot of dudes that are not Paul George Kawhi Leonard and all those guys there's guys oh. at the end of the bench is Chris Silva on the Miami Heat who who can make hundreds of thousands of dollars for his family right now and you're asking this man to sacrifice for a cause like and it's t- it's time to stop asking that dude to sacrifice that's my problem. I'm tired of these guys having a sack. I'm not even just talking about the guys at the top. We're talking about 30 teams, 450 players, right? Mm-hmm. The collective bargaining, uh, they lose money in these playoffs. It ain't the top guys that are going to lose out. It's the guys at the bottom that are going to lose out. And that's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. I it ain't just that. But they, what are we, that, but let me catch you this way. What are we losing out? My, here's my, and Chris, this is my, my end game is this. Yes, you use your leverage. Yes, you use your power. But you use your leverage and power to make the guys at the top, the billionaires, pay for what's happening. All right, but Not let the me millionaires. And that's my work, point. Bro. We just started out by saying that they did all of these things. The the million the billionaires, this is what they gave you, was Black Lives Matter on the court. They gave you, go ahead and put stuff on the back of your jersey. I'll allow that. First of all, that was the that. Let's not forget that part was that somebody had to allow that to happen. And not right? to mention, they, and they, they only gave you players. They only gave you certain amount, certain names, certain phrases you were allowed to put on the back yeah. of your jersey. So they did all of that, right? Uh, the man still gets shot in his back. We still are where we started at, right? We cannot think that there is somehow going to be some some miraculous changes occurring. Is what I am saying here. What I am talking about is if we're talking about all generational wealth and all that, we will always be at the at the whim of these billionaires who do not have our interests. And now I sound like you when you're talking about Bernie. If you remain in the current system as it is, you will always be at the whim of the Jerry Joneses of the world, of the dirty, nasty Daniel Snyders of the world. You are then you are basically you're working up underneath them no matter what you do. We got one guy, Michael Jordan, one guy who owned anything of any note. One guy, like that's it. You know what I'm saying? So if, leagues. Yeah, I am. Because <laughs> to me, remember when Isaiah Thomas was running the CBA? I love that. 
I love that. All your little dudes, your little Chris Elvis, book it on down to the CBA, cuz. And make $45,000 a year. But here's the point. If he doesn't, because you keep, this is what I'm saying. They but, don't have, they're going to have to keep sacrificing because what else is there to do? Like you keep waiting on these other people to sacrifice and they're not going to. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to get no magical sacrifice all of a sudden from these billionaires. That ain't happening. So you're going to have to continue sacrificing and you need to get your mindset on that. Like if you don't hit your lick in the NBA, you hit it. Chris Silva, I'm there's sorry, a lot of way... And if you okay, ain't but... hitting that, then hey. My and I get to the point where I'm just tired. I'm tired of us always having to make the sacrifice. But we do. Then that ain't gonna change. Yeah, you're never well, you're never gonna change somebody else's system. You can't force a billionaire like a, put your pressure and make a billionaire spend his money on something. It ain't gonna work that way. Yeah, yeah but see here's but see so I think we're all we're all in agreement that I would like that some that that there's substantive substantive like action. Right no, thing. listen, listen. I would like there to be substantive action before they go back on the court, right? Mm-hmm. My thing is, I would like for them to come up with. I and this, I would like for them to come up with a list of demands and say until these things are done. And I'm not talking about no pie in the sky shit. I'm not talking about we're not gonna get on the court till Brianna's uh, Brianna Taylor's killers get uh, get arrested because that's not in the that's not within the 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 threshold of the NBA owners. But, but nothing that, is within the threshold of the NBA owners. If you know the their NBA, money is their money is well, in the in the that's what I'm saying. I want them to say listen LeBron James has this it has a foundation uh about uh uh stopping the suppression of voting. Give us 400 million for that foundation. Pledge your money. Put your that I'm, I would hold these motherfuckers, I'm trying not to curse because this is supposed to go on Dash yes. Radio. I'm trying to hold these dudes for ransom. That's what I would do. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I would. The ultimate way you hold for ransom in capitalism is you build a competitor. That's what you do in capitalism. Listen, what are we doing here about, on this network? I'm talking about short term. Let's get some money out these dudes now before the <laughs> November election. Is what? Listen, this is what I would. I would be if this was me, right? And mm-hmm. I'm up in front of all the players. I'm like, listen, bro. We all need to play. We all need this money. Y'all got families. I got families. We try to build things. We're using our money. A lot of these dudes in that room are using their money to build systems and foundations to help their communities. We need this. We need the playoffs to finish, but let's not step foot on that court till we get concessions from the owners and from this league of what they're going to do to help us enact real change. And, and I want, I want word. concrete. I want Couldn't concrete. Take a long time too, though, bro, because you got to get you got to get what thirty owners to agree to put money up. You know what I mean? Like, and then don't play till they say. Don't play. Don't play till they say yes. So then that then so we not playing again. You know what I mean? So that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You gotta be willing. To, you gotta be willing to take it to the wall and be like, okay, we out. That's well, what that's I'm saying. But my my, my is- ultimate my ultimate goal in, in this whole all right. Let's let's transition it this way because we get into a real light skin opinions. <laughs> this is what our shows are like, folks. If you're not listening to the light skin opinions podcast, um. We usually make Let's, fun of each other more, but a whole lot more. I'm and trying usually, to be serious. And usually our roles are reversed. Alpha is more wild and I'm more moderate. But tonight, for some reason, you know, it's Freaky Friday or Thursday or whatever. But um <laughs> yeah. But basketball wise, though, basketball wise, let's talk a little bit about this. What do you think it feels like in the bubble? What do you think that it feels like emotionally? We got these stories coming out recently, Paul George going through some things, you know, I don't want to say blaming his slump or, well, you know, he was going through it, so therefore he was playing poorly. 
now you have this event happen. Um, and, and quickly, I saw Brian Erlacher typing. And you have other athletes who say things and do things. And you're in this bubble and you're isolated from friends and family. What do y'all think that feels like in there? And you, y'all, Alf, I know you got crazy experiences. I think the bubble actually helped them with the protest stuff. It makes it easier for them to communicate and, you know, figure out what they want to do. Chris Paul was right there. So I'm talking to a bunch of people uh, yesterday. My bad. What you at? No, no, go ahead. Finish. I was going to say, I was just saying, get away from your family. I think that's just dependent on each person. You know what I mean? Like people like Paul George was depressed, but mm-hmm. Luca was feeling fine. Like Damon Luca was in that bubble. Like, so, like, I think. <laughs> but what I, what, like, what I'll say for a guy like Jalen Brown, who wants to be out there with his people, you know what I'm saying? A Malcolm Brogdon, who actually the Heat sent him home. But some of these guys who, like, want to be a part of this, they feel powerless in the bubble. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's, you know, that's uh, that that's what's hard for some of these guys. There's guys who have who feel like the bubble amplifies their voices. And there's going to be other guys who feel like the bubble quiets them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's uh, you know, how many times like the the, the 12th guy on the Bucks on, on, on the Bucks bench, how many times does he get interviewed after a game and says, you know, uh, arrest Breonna Taylor's killers. He don't get interviewed, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe he could be out there in the streets protesting, holding up signs and doing something. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait, 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 put this up. Per Shams and NBA players only owners meeting. Players be, challenge uh, owners to be proactive, not reactive to social justice changes, create actions, not, simple, not simply financial commitments. Listen, but even that to me is like very vague. Vague, I mean, vague. I what want, is that? Like, what? See, that's a, let me in the bubble and let me help these brothers out. I'm <laughs> I want a check sign. I want copies of checks. <laughs> like I want signed <laughs> commitments. I want concrete evidence of what you're gonna do. Here's one Are thing you- I think you could do. Here's one thing I think they could do. It might not be much. I think you could say, "Hey, look, owners, we want you guys to make it a part of the charter of the NBA. It will create a new program to work on player initiatives on a daily basis." Okay, vague. Vague. But what, then that might—that's a cool one. That's it's cool, cool, but I want something now. But what if you, get what me if to finish it, this postseason? What if you put it in the charter of the NBA? You go in, you add an amendment to it in the charter of the NBA, and in that charter, you put in there that the NBA is a multicultural ethnic league that is committed to um, proper blah 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 blah. Then you could word whatever it is you want. But let's say like um, um. I don't know exactly. I can't think about it right now. But say you put something in your and it made it part of the bones of the NBA. Does that not move it for you at all? I mean, you understand what I'm trying to say? I, know I do. Like, I really do. I really do. I get what, it, what does that have to do with getting some change, though, in like legislation? How because that way, well, because you can't really get change from legislation unless you get the NBA owners to agree to push some type of policy agenda. And then you got to develop a policy agenda. And they might be reluctant to that. But I'm saying if you put it, it inside the bones of the in the charter of the giant corporation, you make it part of the inside of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what the NBA is. Um, and then with all that other stuff. Maybe that's more than just your verbal commitment because that means the NBA moving forward, it will have to this will have to be a part of what it is, if that makes sense. The, what what I would what I would demand, like let's say I was sitting here leading the the NBA Players Association, I would there'd be a few things. I'd be first of all, we need to set aside a money that does not come from us, 
Like, cause I'm, cause we out here doing our own things in Chicago mm. and Miami, you know, Myers Leonard and Udonis has them putting all this money in overtime and Liberty city and Dwayne Wade up in Robbins, Illinois. Like people are doing all kinds of stuff on their own. I want money coming out of the owner sides of the pocket to, to fund. And I'm not saying one side or the other on the political spectrum to vote, to, to push uh, voter voting initiatives to put to push voter registrations to push using your arenas as voting uh, as, as as voting polling places to 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 fund polling uh, to to fund more poll workers not strippers poll workers at polling places that you know that be, because right now during COVID it's a bunch of old people that usually work work, work the polls but they mm-hmm. not the strip clubs but that work the polls to, to because they can volunteer their time. Let me you, ask you this. No, no, listen. Use that money to, to, to pay poll workers. And the second thing I would do is say, you set aside money in each team and say, uh, player voted and uh, legislative initiatives, that money that that's, that's put by the owner of each franchise to back those initiatives. And the players vote, what's the initiative they want? Let's say in Milwaukee, Giannis, uh, Chris Middleton and the rest of them boys get together and say, we want to we want to support an initiative that we are going to back candidates that believe in police reform. The owner of the Milwaukee Bucks has to fund that initiative. That's the kind of things that I would push for. Mm-hmm. And until they agree to that, my black ass wouldn't play. You're going to be out there with Gordon Hayward versus um I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, a white guy, a Vucevic, because he don't, you know, he he don't know what's going on. But hold on, Gordon Hayward down, bro. Gordon Hayward ain't great. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna be a bad game. One dude's gonna be on crutches. The other dude's just gonna be running up and down the floor, magic and six. Do you envision what you just said? Because those are all very good ideas. Everything that you just said. Do you envision those things like moving on, like into like the duration of the time that the NBA exists? Because it's those things sound to me like. Like it still would be a bit temporary, like until you you might age out of it, and they might say one day, "Hey, well, we no longer need to do this anymore." Like the tide is kind of turned, maybe, or there's no more public pressure. Do you think that that what you just said needs to be codified into, you know, what the NBA is into like its charter agreement of what it does? I, I think you're right. I think it does need to be put into the charter. But what I, I think. Okay, you're talking about long term. My thing is, what's the short term to get us through these playoffs? And anything that we put in to get us through these playoffs, I agree with you, should be in the NBA charter going forward. But I think my whole my whole thing, because we got to wrap up soon because we're only supposed to go about 45 minutes. My whole thing is I want to see substantive uh, change come from this quote-unquote boycott. But what I don't want to see is these men go home with no change and less money in their pockets going forward. That's my thing. I would like whatever happens to to come from the league, come from ESPN, come from TNT, come from NBA TV, come from ABC, come from Disney. Whatever's going to happen that gets these black men back on that court needs to come from outside of their own pockets because they because they've done enough. And that's what I'm sick of. I, I I'm sick of us doing. They gotta, they gotta walk because it's not gonna. If they come back and play and finish this, I don't think it's gonna happen. Paris, I'm, but what I'm trying to tell you, don't come back until you get that. I think but we're I, on the I'm same page that's there. Cancel, that's yeah. canceling the season. That's what I'm saying. Is that's canceling the season. Uh, ultimately, okay. If, honestly, I'm with y'all. If it mean if you if you don't get no substantive change from this, 
If you don't get no concrete deals and things in writing and, and check signed and cash, then I'm with y'all. I think, I think what you're talking about, I, what I think you're talking about takes longer than, you know, a few days to fix. You know what I mean? Like it, uh, when that money's involved, it won't. I, gar- I guarantee you people, I, people get to that. Listen, man, you, we've seen a lot of, we've seen, we've seen billion dollar, we've seen multi-billion dollar legislation come down to the final day when people are ready to walk away from the table. Mm-hmm. This can happen. And if you, if you're, if you're about that, I'm walking away life and they look, let me ask you who you want writing real quick, real quick. All right, let's end on a on a. Who do you I want? John Whiteside doing all the negotiating. Was... <laughs> That's right. Pete, who you got? Which NBA player you have doing all the negotiation? Wrong names only. <laughs> Come on, Pete. <laughs> I was gonna say Jimmy Butler. <laughs> <laughs> That might be wrong. I, I think I'll go with Jimmy. Man, we get what we wanted if Jimmy Butler was doing yeah, the yeah, Sure. I think I'll go jo- everybody. I think I'll go Joel Embiid. I want Deion Waiters doing it. Deion Waiters. No, J.R. Smith. I want J.R. Smith doing the negotiation. Is and Adam still playing? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've been I've been I've been um I've been ignoring some of these arguments in the in the comments. I don't know if you guys have watched this. But no, I want to one thing I want and and because I, I really can't deal with these these people that justify uh, what happened to, uh, to 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 Jacob Blake. One thing I will say, resisting arrest isn't does, is not a death penalty. It does not justify murder. Um, supposedly reaching for a knife in your car that you don't see does not justify murder. Being being uh, alleged guilty of a crime does not justify murder in the streets. The fact that he had a warrant for whatever he had does not justify him being murdered in the streets. The man survived, but they tried to kill him. All right. Okay. Let's say he was going for a knife. They tried to kill this man for going for an, an, supposedly going for a knife in his pretty nice SUV with three kids in the back. Yeah. If that, and here's the thing if that was a white man, we've seen white men armed to the teeth get taken down peacefully. Mm-hmm. We've seen Dylan Roof kill nine people in a church and they got the motherfucking Burger King, okay? The kid who shot up the school that Christopher Maddox right in front of you was working at was taken away peacefully. This yep. black man... Was, and still alive right now, sitting in jail. This black man was shot seven times in his back. And if you want to keep telling me that it's not about race, it's not about this. Okay, let's say it's not about race. It's wrong. If he was a white guy, it's wrong. It's wrong. But we've, but we've seen time and time again, time and time again, that killed two people. Dude, the seventeen-year-old just shot two two people in Wisconsin. He waved at the police and they gave him a bottle of water. He got picked you up from the house the next day. And I'm I, let me tell y'all all you didn't all get, didn't get slammed. All these white people in the comments, and I'm I'm sorry to signal single y'all out. You got you never spent one day as a black man. Spend one day as a black man and understand the fear that comes with every single police encounter because you know whether you are armed or whether you're not, your skin color is an automatic threat. Hey, y'all the, stop arguing. Y'all stop arguing with Pedro I am, man. This guy. This guy's just in here. Just I'm just. I don't, I'm not even worried about these these yeah. these simpletons in the comments. You I'm talking to everybody out there that's watching this. Spend a, a day, spend a day in the shoes of a black man and understand the fear that comes with police encounters because you know, 
as a black man, because of the color of your skin, whether you you don't have to be armed. Your skin color is the threat from jump. And you, the police are at a heightened state of anxiety when they when they approach you and when they encounter you. Understand that and understand the fear that comes with that. And then maybe maybe you will understand why we're pissed off right now. They'll never understand it. They'll never understand it. But if you if you lack basic human empathy, there is something you will never understand. You you will never if you cannot empathize, if you cannot see the wrongness, the evil in shooting a man, any man in any situation, seven times in his back. In the back. I mean, come on, man. Then then there's nothing you can say to that person. You know, there's nothing you can say to that guy. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to sign off because we've gone over our time. All right. Check out Light Skin Opinions. We recorded an episode last night that uh, if Parrish has a say in it, will come out in the next three weeks. Uh, no. (laughs) I thought this was the show we was dropping. You still want me to do that? (laughs) (laughs) This is actually going to go on the five on the floor feed. It's actually going to go up on Dash Radio. There's going to be a bunch of people listening in their car tomorrow. Not going to know what's going on. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. You know, we appreciate it. This was beneficial in terms of usually we'd be in our homes just talking about this stuff on the phone. It's uh, we hope that us having said anything tonight possibly could have helped or, you know, maybe you could use it in your next argument with a dude like Pedro, Pedro, I am a (laughs) cock. Oh, yeah, that's his name. (laughs) Well, at least uh, at least we made y'all think if nothing else. All right, y'all check y'all out on light skin opinions. Hopefully, if the NBA comes back, I'll check y'all out on five on the floor. Peace. Y'all have a good night. They're gone. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.